Welcome to Real Estate Real World, where we talk to the movers, shakers, and leaders that are getting it done right now in the real estate industry and beyond. Your host is Marguerite Crispillo, and she started this podcast simply to talk to cool people about what's really happening in this crazy roller coaster ride of real estate. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and stay up to date on the newest stuff by adding yourself to the list at www.realestaterealworld.com. Now your host, Marguerite Crispillo. Hello, everybody. This is Marguerite Crispillo, and welcome to another edition of Real Estate Real World, where we get to talk to all the fabulous people that are out there actually doing the work in the real estate industry. That is really my favorite thing, is to talk to people who are doing the work, because we know there's all kinds of people out there who talk, 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 but I like to see people who are in action. And I've been following our guest today, Jeff Lobb. Is it Lobb? It is. It's Lobb. Good. You know, no, you got a short name. My name is 19 letters, so hardly anyone ever gets it right. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm excited to talk to you today. I've been following you for a bit on social media and seeing you in several of the similar circles that we seem to run in. And I've been wanting to hear you speak. I have not had that opportunity yet. So I said, well, what the heck? I'll get him on my show instead until I can get into a place where you're out speaking because I've heard you're very dynamic. Thank you. I appreciate that. We try. You have to have some energy in today's world. So No kidding, right? It's like, <laughs> have some of that crack coffee. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, everyone jokes with me because, you know, we say lob runs on Duncan instead of, you know, the whole thing with my straw. and uh, <laughs> It's just kind of fuel um, and my legal vice, if you will. Yeah, we all have them, don't we? <laughs> So let me read a little bit about your bio. You've got such a long one because you have such a huge history, but I really want to hear a little bit more about you. So Jeff Lobb is the founder and CEO of Spark Tank Media, a growth strategy company that focuses on real estate technology, sales, and marketing in the real estate mortgage and title industry. Yep. Jeff Lobb is an international speaker, international, fancy. Well, yeah, a little bit. Inner innovator and consultant has been a realtor for 26 years. You got me beat by a couple of years. He has more than 10 years experience in the internet te technology and sales management fields, both with Fortune 500 companies and startup ventures. Just sales data and wireless experience has held management and executive level positions with companies such as IDT, Level 3, W2W, Bell Atlantic, and Verizon Wireless. He's a sales and marketing specialist from the perspective of Ugh, a little tongue-tied today. Perspective of a realtor. Over 26 years of real estate, he's been a top producing agent, run real estate brokerages, and has developed training and coaching products to serve the real estate industry. You are also fluent in three languages. I love this. I English, real estate, and technology. I cracked up when I read that because first I was like, <laughs> oh, wow, three languages. And I love uh, that you mixed it up a little bit. So welcome to the show, Jeff. Hey, thanks. I appreciate it. It's really kind of fun having this one-on-one -on -one kind of chat um, so we can kind of share ideas and thoughts. It's it's a really great way to do this. Yeah, I love it. And so tell me a little bit about your background. I know we talked a little bit before the show about your background and history, but how did you get into the real estate industry to begin with? You know, back in the day, um, back in the late 80s, you know, there's a big, big push on the whole investment, you know, buying investment properties and flipping properties. And of course, I don't even know if infomercials were born back then, but it was that excitement of purchasing properties. And I was, I don't know, 20 something years old. So I got the bug. I got the bug to start. Um, and then, you know, the beauty was is there was no bad habits at a young age. 
Uh, I wasn't afraid to talk to people, taught me how to sell. And I also learned a lot of really good things, to be honest. I also learned what not to do in the industry because there was a lot of there was a lot of legacy. I'll be nice and say this kind of PC <laughs> legacy agents that um, kind of pretty much sat around and waited for the phone to ring. And that's how they did their business, where I just never sat in the office to wait for anything. I learned how to go get it. So learned how to run the business and do the business and also learned what not to do really quickly um, to make a living at it because I made a yeah. living in real estate. Yeah. It wasn't a hobby for me. So we've done a lot of that. I've owned over the years. Um, you know, I've evolved into owning some brokerages and franchises. Um, I was also the vice president of technology and marketing for a large franchise brand for a bunch of years. Um, and then I started on my own in Spark Tank Media, um, really for the reason of being able to go out and help all brands, all people that truly want to make a difference in their careers. Um, I, I'm tired of fighting people to go do and take action. I'm trying to fight. I'm tired of fighting those who need to be pulled out of the mud, um, unless they have the genuine interest of saying, I really want to improve my sales skills, my marketing. Like, I really want to do this. I'll work with you. I'm, I'm not going to chase the ones who just want status quo anymore. It's just not going to happen. You so. know, I love that you say that because this morning I was just thinking, I pulled up the word opportunity knocks, right? I wanted to kind of see what came up as far as images. And I find that when you talk to people about opportunity, about how to improve their life or change or, well, everyone says they want to do it, but do they really, right? Like my brother always says that famous saying, everyone wants to go to heaven, but no one wants to die, right? So they all want the results, but they don't want to put in the effort. And I used to take it a lot more personal, right? I used to, well, I figured I'm just not approaching them right. If I would just approach them right, then I could help them and I really want to help them. But you can't help people be successful if they don't want it for themselves. True. And, you know, I, I think we like, I like to use the word lately in some of my talks is the word choices. Um, and by all means, I'm going to tell you, I also struggle with them too. Don't get right. me wrong. I'm just as transparent and human as the next person. Right. So it's a matter of, the choices we make and unfortunately you know there's choices we make in our personal lives there's choices we make in our business lives and this this business of real estate is not complicated it's really easy there's a lot of ways to make it complicated but we just have to find more people to talk to and and connect with more people because last time i checked 99.5 percent of the people we run into on a daily basis live in own and rent a home yeah which is yeah. which is all our product it's everything mm -hmm. we're all about so it's just we have to do it differently because change happens and we have to learn to change with where our consumers go. So I know that this happens not only, um, I'm sure, for you in coaching, but as real estate agents out there as well, is that you come across those people who you want to help, but they don't want to help themselves. And so how do you just get past it? How do you just like, okay, move on, like move on, move on, move on. And I think that's probably where the struggle is. Like you think if you just do something different or say something different or help in a different way that they'll get it, so to speak. Yep. yep. I mean, there's, you know, here's my perspective on it. It actually is very relevant to a recent, are you a Gary Vee fan at all? Uh, yes, I do like okay. him. Yeah. So a recent Gary Vee, literally like yesterday, a post was made and, you know, we follow Gary some stuff and there's some stuff I love about Gary and there's some things, of course, like anything else. You right. agree or disagree. <laughs> But yesterday was a post about, you know, him talking about being a mentor. Like, who needs a damn mentor? We, you just got to go to work. Just go to work and stop worrying about the mentor. And, and while I agree with just getting your butt going, here's what I find is the people that I choose to work with or that we work with together as our company is they really want it. They really want to make that difference. So they've got the hustle. They've got it ingrained. They've got the smarts. They just need the strategy and the focus. They just need of, you know, 
you know, I'm spread too thin. I need a strategy to grow my bit, my office. I need to rebrand. I need to, what do I do when I hire buyers agents? Like it's those types of things that are strategically focused. They, I wouldn't work with them if they didn't have that, 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 that personality to make this happen. Um, so they've got that part. The ones that are just stuck in the mud, I honestly would not choose to work with them. I can't help them. And unfortunately, um, you know, if I see that throughout the process, um, I wouldn't even work, you know, I wouldn't hire them at all. I would have to let them go. So I want the ones that have the hustle, that have it in their gut to do it, but need the direction, need the strategy, also need the creative mindset of if they're so focused on creating listings and transactions, a really good number that came out of an event I did up in Toronto just the other day. And this was absolutely stuck with me. It was my takeaway as I learn something every day from every presentation I sit in is you need to be doing 80% of what you do best every day. 80% of your day should be spent what you do best. The other 20% might be the minutia. But too many people start focusing on I've got to do everything. 10%, 10%, I got to be the admin, I got to be the, the lead gen, I got to be the, the leadership. And unfortunately, it gets scattered. That's where the value comes of a team, where the value comes of how do I scale this thing is I need good people so they could focus on what their skill set is. Their 80% of the day is focused on doing my marketing really well. So I don't have to do that. Um, I could be the rainmaker. And that's where I got stuck years ago is I was trying to do everything myself. And unfortunately, you know, I was the rainmaker, except I couldn't make more deals because I didn't have enough time in a day. So that is huge because I know that that is really one of the top issues that agents and salespeople, frankly, no matter what industry you're in, have in that I know, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I in the numbers that I've seen of agents across the country that I've spoken to and worked with is that they get to a number, there's almost like a ceiling, right? They can usually typically do, I think, between 12 to 18 deals approximately without help. Right. And then one of two things happens. Either they get help and they break through, yeah. or they don't get help and they bounce back. They, there's just like no in between. If they don't figure out that they've got to get help, they've got to figure out their strengths. And I even look at my own history back when I started in real estate back many moons ago. Um, I literally hired an assistant within my first six months of real estate and people thought I was crazy. They're like, you're cra I, how are you going to do that? It's like, I don't know. I'm going to have to figure it out because I, A, don't want to do this all by myself. Right. B, I can't do it all by myself. And at that time, I even, I had three young kids and, you know, I was married and trying to have a life and I'm like, I just cannot, I cannot do it. But that there's a huge fear there like I said it's like this little ceiling and you kind of bounce your head up against it you know a little bit trying to figure out do I want to do more business or do I want to just go back and do the basics right you know I think that's a lot of challenge I, th I think the biggest challenge most people have when they get to that that growth level um, is control they have to give up control that was my big issue I was I was maybe still am recovering control freak, <laughs> control freak. like I have to have my hands in everything sometimes and I've got to learn that you know it, yes, I might have to give up 25 or 35% of that commission, but I would never be able to scale much bigger than I was because, A, two things happen. You can't physically do it in enough time in a day because we all have the same amount. But, B, which we don't think about or talk about much, burnout happens. I've been through burnout. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. It's, it yeah. gets you in a funk, gets you depressed. You just you start to shut down, and your business will spiral the reverse when you get burnt. And it happens to a lot of us in that top producing or the attempt to be a top producer. Snowballs. Is, yeah. 
you know, I share as, as much as I can with people. I think most people learn from the mistakes that I made, and I'm okay to tell people the mistakes I made. I'm not this, like, ego, and I've always – old. I made a boatload of money in real estate. I've lost a boatload of money in real estate. <laughs> How about we I'm all? Okay when I want to share with you some of the things that I made a mess of. Right. And, you know, it's, it's we're human, and I think people appreciate when we work together that that's how it is. I can only help where I can help. If I can't, I'm going to find the resources for you or I'm going to find you someone else to work with because I don't want to try and stray so far that I'm reaching. I want to focus on what I specialize in, and it's really driving sales. You know, years – I don't know if you know this, but years evolving through my career, I got really put into a technology box. You're the tech guy. You're the app guy. And back when technology was evolving, that's all it really was, was apps and, you know, the iPad was born and – you know, and I got really put into that box of being the tech guy. And unfortunately, as my career starts to expand, no one realized I've been in the sales. I've been in, you know, selling all sorts of different products from B2B and B2C. And at the end of the day, while we look at real estate as a consumer-driven business, it's service, it's consultative, nothing happens in any of our world without a sale. So it doesn't have to be super salesy in real estate, but we have to learn how to use the simple tools, whether it's Oh, I got, you know, I got this new shiny 360 camera. Great. But how are you going to use it on your listing appointment to go win the listing and beat your 30-year veteran? That's what I want to teach you. So that's a great point because I, I know that you see this as well is it's that squirrel effect, right? Like we're it's the next shiny object. What can we find? Like agents are constantly striving to find something new, the newest technology. Right. And I want to say, okay, that's great, but let me tell you what has worked for me. A simple letter I send every month to my database for 20 years, right? Like we do need the technology. I don't want to discredit it by any means, but you're so dead on when you say, okay, if you're going to get that new technology, if you're going to spend all that money on the new fancy whiz bang, whatever it is, How's it going to actually generate sales? How's it going to bring that money into your household so you can afford new fancy whiz-bang things? Sure. And I, you know, I take pride in a lot of things that for some reason people ask me, you know, where do I come up with some of my ideas? And sometimes like, like I know what I'm really good at. I know what I'm really bad at. I try to stay away from that stuff. Yeah. I learned, for whatever reason, my mindset and my, my personality goes to more of the visionary stuff. Like how can I take a simple Facebook business page that's free? That's probably not doing anything right now for you because you're posting a bunch of crap on there or a bunch of listings. How can I go use it to prospect in my marketplace and generate listings and opportunities with it? And when we start to go over those ideas in a live session, it's like the light bulbs go off and go, why didn't I think of that? Because you just have sometimes to think of how do I use this? And if I can't use this or this or whatever it might be, stay away from it. Find something that you can use that's going to win you a listing, create a better experience for your client, or do something that's going to differentiate you in the competitive world, or just don't do it at all. So one of my favorite mentors is Marie Forleo, and she says, everything is figure-outable, right? And I, I love that word because what I like to challenge people to do is, okay, how can you get business for free? Like if right. you don't have a dollar, right? You got nothing. You don't have the money to spend on all the fancy whiz bang things. How can you go out and get some right now business? Because I know, I know for me when I started, and I'm sure you're in the same boat. We didn't have any of that. <laughs> you know? we, I remember when we first got fax machines. Now I'm dating myself, but 
you know, when we first got fax machines and we were laughing earlier about, you know, the cell phones when they first came out. And I always think of Miami Vice and my husband got one of the first cell phones and it was this whole, you know, like briefcase thing. And he was all Mr. Cool, you know, in his Camaro <laughs> with his <laughs> cell phone. And Miami it Vice cracks style. me up. I think about that. But we didn't have any of that. And so how can you go get right now business without spending a bazillion dollars or trying to keep up with, you know, the, the top producers and the Joneses. Yeah. I mean, there's some really simple things. Um, I'll give you like two quick, like totally different ends of the spectrum. Um, so the one thing I like to talk about when I'm live in session is, um, is talking about, first of all, leveraging social media instead of talking a lot is learning how to use it to listen better. Um, and here's where I, I look at a simple, simple tool that could be, sometimes more valuable, and I don't mean this against any CRM company, but can be more valuable than their current CRM is this, is if my clients are on social media, they're on Facebook, they're wherever they are, and I use this scenario that right now, if you and I are having this conversation, and one of my clients made a post that, I don't know, an hour or two ago about something real estate related or their home or whatever it is, you know how darn well busy Facebook is and how big of a time suck it could be. Totally. So when we get done and I get a chance to go to Facebook, that post is like buried in all sorts of stuff. I, I never even see it because I wasn't listening. Right. And right. I don't make a comment on it. I didn't know what happened. And unfortunately, when people don't see you engage, they just don't think you, you don't care. So by creating simple little Facebook lists, a list that's called past clients, and every one of my past clients that happens to be on Facebook, even if it's 30% of them, and I put them in that list, when I get 10 minutes to go sit and have a cup of coffee or in between something, I go to my list and I just look at what they're saying. It filters them out into a space where I can go to that past client list, comment and like of everything they're talking about, their kids, their daughters graduating, who's off to college, whatever the stuff they're doing in their life that I normally would miss in the stream, I now can not only pay attention, but it's gonna show that I care about what they're doing. and. If we don't put them and isolate them somewhere, we'll never, ever see what they're talking about. That relationship, when I run into somebody seven months later, eight months later on the street or at Target or wherever I might be, I pretty much know up to date what they've been doing and how was your vacation? And, oh, my God, I saw you guys went to Aruba. Like the conversation's still there. Right. So that's a huge little simple tip is to be able to have access to lists. And I really access most of them on my device and I go to it. And that's really where I focus my 10 minutes a day or 10 minutes every now and again, is on the people that matter. So that comment alone was worth the entire show today. Everyone should listen to that and go out and do that immediately. Like, that's brilliant. Simple, like, right? It's not like gold. anything super complicated, but we don't do it. Gold. And especially if you want that referral business that you, you all say you want, but we put them in some kind of a you know email campaign for the next you know 20 years of their life and never talk to them again. Um, it's, you know, I wish Facebook, and we know Facebook is not allowing this information to be, you know, pulled out of Facebook into CRMs and stuff. They've locked it down. But the value of being able to talk and see what that customer is doing every day is ridiculously powerful in the relationship business. We just have to listen better. They're talking. you got to pay attention. So that's so amazing. One. Okay, what's yeah. number two? Yeah, no, number two, and it would just work for me, but I would do this again in a heartbeat, is I did a lot of prospecting by, I don't know, by default, because I branded myself a little differently. Um, and I kind of show this, I don't have scenarios right here to show it to you. Oh, did I bring it in? No, I don't have it here. <clears throat> but here's an example. 
I know and I had to evaluate where do the customers that I market to in my farm area, all the ones that live in the condom, condominiums or live in that subdivision or in my town, where do they go between eight and nine o'clock in the morning on their way to work? Where do they go for lunch? Where do they go for dinner? Where do they shop? So you, you and I know this, that just about any time someone finds out you're in real estate, you know the same two or three questions that pop out of their mouth. Right. Um, I literally just dropped a car off at an auto body store this morning, and he knows my wife's in the business. And more than two seconds later, he remembers my wife's in the business. Oh, how's the market going? Oh, you know, is the, is the price is coming back. And just because that's what they all think they want to know. Exactly. And they think I have like the like I have the magic answer somehow in my crystal ball. <laughs> I'm right? Snapchatting right? you, by the way. Right. Thank you. So it's okay. So here's what I would do. If I know people want to talk about it, the problem is we have too many secret agents out there right now. Exactly. My, my secret agents. I'm not telling you know you wear your name badge. That's cool and all. But I always talk and teach people that you got to step outside that box. And if you and I were walking past each other right now, like if I was walking past you vertically, I might see your name badge for a second. You know, like I just, you know, we catch it and I might see your name or the brand. But I chose to go where those people are. So for me, I wore, let's say, golf shirts or let's say a sweater. My name and brand here, but also, I can't show it to you, but right on the back was my Jeff Lobb, How Real Estate Gets Done slogan. 888-JEFF-LOBB was my, my phone number. And when I stood in line at my Dunkin' Donuts, my Starbucks, where all my customers potentially would be, and they see, and they're standing behind me, I could just literally feel them staring at my neck. <laughs> like, oh, there's that real estate guy again. I'm telling you that the amount of people that would be like, hey, um, you're in real estate, right? Yeah. Um, hey, I got a couple questions for you. Do you have a card? I'm like, sure. It was almost proactive because I was present. They knew I was in real estate, and they all want to know the answers. So I made that part of my prospecting. Um, I made my car that I wrapped like a billboard parked front and center every day from seven or eight o'clock in the morning because they knew that I was that guy. I became that guy and it came to me in a way because they just want to talk to you about stuff or they know that, Hey, I see this guy all the time. He's always at coffee in the morning, grab his card. I have a question for him. Cool. So I use this part of my prospecting cost me nothing or maybe initially, I don't know, a couple shirts and right. some brand bucks, <clears throat> hundred bucks. Um, and then I'll tell you what was even funnier. Now I engaged them further. Is I went and made a deal with the local coffee shop or Dunkin' Donuts. And during, let's say, a holiday morning, I pre-bought 200 cups of coffee. I went to the guy. I said, listen, I, I, well, he knew me on a daily basis. I was there every day. Yeah. Can I buy 200 cups of coffee? I'll buy mediums. I made little coupon cards, my business card on one side, the coupon for the free medium cup of coffee on the other. And I stood there. And it's funny as hell to watch people react. <laughs> like, I'd be like, hey, good morning. And I had my branding on. I'm like, hey, good morning. You buying some coffee? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, here, I just want to give you a free cup. And they're like, no, I'm good. Thanks. I'm like, no, no. Like, are you getting coffee? Like, it's just a free cup. And they look <laughs> at you like, you know how it's like I'm just looking? Like, they put that Like, they don't up. believe you. Like, they gotta be, there's got to be some catch or something, like right? Catch. Finally, when they take it and they, like, they go up there and they realize, like, all right, cool. I can get a free cup. Or they get their cup of coffee. Then they're like, oh, wow, that was really free. No strings. And they go, that, that's awesome. Like, why are you giving out free cups of coffee? What do you do? And I'm like, well, listen, it was the easiest, like, pitch of the world is I sell a lot of homes in the area, and there's times I just want to give back to the people that, in the area that I serve. So I just wanted to buy some coffee this morning, say hello, and if you ever need me, you got my number on the card, just go enjoy coffee. And I would almost, like, push them away. Like, I don't want to talk to you now, but I'm just showing you I'm stepping up to give first. That's brilliant. And they'd be like, and then unfortunately, what really happened is that once they find you at real estate, you always got one out of 10 that were like, oh, yeah, let's talk about real estate. And they want to suck the life out of you. Right. <laughs> I get white coffee and I'm like, listen, let's set an appointment. I'll come by the house. Yeah. Like, 
I got to get out my coffee. I got to, you know, so little things like that that might cost a couple hundred bucks go so far. And you know, I, I think it's so brilliant because I, I personally think that one of the biggest challenges that that happens with salespeople is they don't want to leave their house. Like, yeah. like you got to get up, dress up and show up. Right. And even if that means standing in line at your local coffee place and handing out free coffees, like that's not going to cost you anywhere near what it would cost you to advertise on Zillow or, you know, right. realtor.com. But it takes a little bit of action. Like you have to get up and go do it. And right. that's a huge component. I think one of the biggest holdbacks, they're all trying to figure out how to get people to just come to them. Well, if we could all figure that out, right? We'd all be on an island in Tahiti somewhere sipping Mai Tais. That's right, I would love that. But unfortunately, it's not. that's not the business. That's where most agents fail. And it's really simple is you just have to find ways to talk to more, I like to call them streams of people. You gotta find that stream. And I, I, I identify a stream uh, of people by saying it's a different group of people that are in a category separate from somewhere else. And I do this talk called seven streams of people is simply this, like, let's say uh, I belong to like a BNI group in the morning, like one of those networking. All right, right. So there's 30 people, 40 people, businesses that maybe or maybe not, I get a referral source from, of course, a good stream. Think about mother nature, you know, yes. a roaring river is much better than a little stale pond. So I picture this, if I'm getting, referrals on a daily basis or monthly basis it's a good stream now what's another stream people that are different than this group so i went and find another group maybe i'm coaching football for my kids okay the coach now i don't go coach for leads but i'm coaching the parents of that group are a different stream of people than my bni group exactly and then, and then i go find a stream maybe it's a hobby i have and i go participate in this on tuesday nights that's a different group of people maybe it's the pta all of those groups of people that get to know me as a person that like and trust me first, yes. will then potentially feel comfortable to maybe give me business. And if I don't get in front of that many people, like anything else, we have cash flow issues. I sold two deals and then holy crap, I got nothing in the hopper because I stopped prospecting. I prayed for those two deals to close for three months. Right. They did. Now right. what? Right. Now you're, you're out of business again. You're out of business again. You're unemployed every morning. Right. So I needed more referral stream sources of people and I had to literally go find them. And I learned that the, if I had at least seven good streams, like solid referral sources, my business didn't have as deep of a cash flow issue. It balanced more steady and potentially grew. So most people don't have enough solid streams of people. They might have streams, like some people go, oh, I got my sphere. Oh, good. Well, have you gotten a lead or a referral in the past three or four weeks from them or no? Well, have you even stayed in contact with them? Right. Don't assume they're going to give you business. Right. Don't assume. My own brother didn't buy his house for me. I'm not happy about it. <laughs> but it's true. So is he still your brother? Yes. He is. Luckily, he is. There's reasons behind it, but we all have reasons. We all have stories. Yeah. Well, and you have to not take it personal, right? Like it, it, people think it's, you know, personal tech. It's kind of hard when it's your brother. Well, but I did, I did take it personally, to be honest. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, are you kidding me? It's my home too. You're like, dang, you're going to have to take me on a vacation just for that. I laid the guilt on. You know, you got your nephews and your cousins here, and my, like my kids, and you're hurt. <laughs> well, and you know, so that's actually an interesting story because I hear that, unfortunately, more often than not, right? Like somebody 
buys a relative or a family friend or you know and and what i've found and i know it's not your your situation in your case but the bottom line is is that we don't treat our family and friends like clients like we don't give them the same courtesy the same respect the same professionalism frankly in many situations with our family and friends we treat them like well you should know what i do for a living so you know you should know how you should just trust me and nobody wants to do that like i always say if you hit the lotto tomorrow and you got 10 million dollars and then the next day you had to go place it with a financial advisor would you advise would you give it to somebody who just got their real estate license or would you give it to a family or a friend most people wouldn't because they don't really have they love you but they don't necessarily have the confidence in you because of either how you treat them how you show up professionally maybe it even has to do with your beliefs your you know political whatever they are that's right but and that's you know a big topic right now which we're not going to talk about politics but the reality is is that that kind of stuff can hurt your business and how you treat them when you're not doing business with them it's very true it's very true it's a big problem so we can't make those assumptions simple as that no 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 excuse me if agents just focus on finding more groups of people to talk to and connect with and be part of their their world it would make their real estate business a heck of a lot the problem is and this is the real big problem is it takes work it takes getting what that nasty word that four-letter word (laughs) and a lot of people aren't willing to do the work they just expect well i'm in real estate and i'll do a deal or two or i'm waiting for somebody to give me leads or i'm waiting where all those leads suck i called them all but then no one called me back and they just don't do anything and that's the core of our marketplace right now so um i kind of like that in some ways because if i was going to jump back in and compete i know my competition isn't terrible right say listen how could i not come in work have good ethic and do the, all the smart right things not just work hard work smart too and it shouldn't be that hard to beat the majority of the people in this business so in all of the coaching clients that you work with is there seem to be a common thread does there seem to be a common uh key to success or a common challenge that you see yeah it's one word it's execution is it. all the ideas all the stuff on their plate they just don't execute the ideas they don't take that one Facebook idea or that one prospecting idea and physically go do it. They just don't do it. You have to actually get up tomorrow. When you go do that, let's figure out how that worked out. Let's figure out how to correct it. We just got to get them and anyone in sales to go execute and go do it. Um, it's the hardest part. And as a as a coach, do you think that the <clears throat> the biggest hold back to execution also has a lot to do with accountability? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, people don't like to be held accountable. I mean, no one wants to be, you know, people feel like I don't want to be micromanaged or I don't want people to know my deal. But at the end of the day, whether it's for personal reasons or business reasons, um, sometimes you're just stuck and it just it's just part of life. It's not anything you have to be embarrassed about or you need help. There's things I need help with in my personal and business life too. I need to continue to raise my bar and keep pushing my business and my company. It doesn't stop no matter who you are. I don't care what person's on a stage. There is nobody that has a perfect world. We all need help in some area of our life, or we're not spending 80% of our time doing what we do best. We're trying to do more of it, uh, which makes us very unfocused. So that's the common theme I find is just the lack of execution because it's so easy to get dragged into a thousand things, 
from the media to social media to the news to who walked in my office just now and I'm talking for an hour and I'm derailed. And, um, you know, here's a here's a neat tip that I just started to do myself because I found my own self slipping. Um, here's a good example. So when I'm booking stuff in my calendar, which is mostly, you know, my phone. So I look at my day and when I know I have a, an 11 o'clock call with you or a 12 o'clock appointment with them, like I'm ready, I'm prepared. Boom, here we go. Well, from one o'clock to two o'clock, if I have nothing in the calendar, like it's just I have no appointments right there. What do we do? And I'm like, so, oh, I got some time now. That time should be like, well, let me follow up with the three things I need to follow up with. Let me call those two people back real quick. Where do I end up sometimes like anybody else? I end up on social media a little bit. I end up gossiping somewhere. I had to make a phone call to the family. I'm not saying you shouldn't do it, but when I have nothing in the calendar of that spot, I derail. Uh, so I need to put something in there. Even if it's 30 minutes of call back the 10 people that I need to follow up with or, or work on that project for 30 minutes that I'm supposed to be doing that's due tomorrow, I got to put something in the calendar or I, if I have nothing, I just don't do what I'm supposed to be doing. So that's funny that you say that because I started doing that recently too. Like for example, I had a client that I spoke to last night and they want me to give them a call in two weeks. Well, normally I would just kind of throw something in my CRM and try to remind myself. And I started actually going in and making myself an appointment to call that specific person on this day <laughs> two weeks from now so that I don't forget because we all have busy lives and you're right. Yep. If I don't have anything on my calendar, I go, Oh, free day. It's pajama day. Exactly. So 11, but like that could easily be a time. Like if I, my first appointment is until 11, that doesn't mean I don't still have to show up at eight or eight 30. Yeah. Like I got tons. Like if I should be, and if I'm in real estate, I should be prospecting, calling Fizbo's, give me some expireds. Let me put together my marketing piece. Just because my first appointment's not till 11 doesn't mean I don't show up. Yeah. Um, you only get so many hours in the day. It's how you use them. So what direction do you see the real estate industry going? Like what do you have any proje projections or predictions for how things may change in the near future? Yeah, I mean, look, we're not going away. Um, Technology is not going to replace us. Um, Technology is either going to make us work more effectively and work smarter or those who don't participate in it will simply slowly go out of business, um, not like overnight, but someone's just going to take your business from you. Right. So, you know, let's face it. I think every person I run into t usually knows one or two other realtors. So it's not like, you know, I'm the most magical. They run into them after I do a transaction. I don't talk to them for two years, but they go to church with somebody every week that sees them on Sunday. Yeah. That's a real estate agent. They'll earn that relationship way over top of me. Exactly. Uh, I just see things going where, you know, the teams are being expanded whether you're a team for an independent or a brand or whatever it is, um, as a sole practitioner, sometimes it's going to be hard to start to compete with a larger team that has a person that does their marketing, a person that does their advertising, and the person that just focuses on creating appointments. Um, sometimes that level of service, a single person can't keep up with. I see that shift happening. Um, you know, if, if I was going to compete with you and you're trying to juggle three other listing appointments and return all your feedback calls and your showings for the weekend, but I have a person that does all my showings and my appointments and I've got a person that's going to create the marketing before I even walk in my client's door and I give it to them up front and you're scrambling to do all that, it tends to fall to the wayside and, and you lose business. So I see that shift of running it like a doctor's office. You know? Which takes us back a little bit to what we talked about in the beginning is that ceiling, right? That, that getting that help. It's, look, you've got to get someone to help you, whether that's a part-time person 
or, you know, full-time person, you've got to, like, I have three full-time people on my team, not including agents, buyer's agents, and and I don't know how I, I can't do it without them. Like, every time I get a little stressed out and I think, oh, maybe I'll cut back, <laughs> like, no, which part do I want to do? It's funny, you were talking about focusing on your strengths, because years ago I did, uh, the you know, the DISC test, right, personality test. Right. And the one that I did showed um, what your natural strength is and what your adapted strength is. And years ago when I did it, it was clear that I was trying to be something that I wasn't. I was trying to adapt, right? It showed my adapt adaptive style. And then I did it a couple of years ago, and it was funny how it changed how my natural, like I'm 100% in my natural style now. Like I don't even do things that are not in my natural style. I make that attempt. But it took some time to learn that and to adjust. What's your personality? What is it? What are you? Do you remember? A DI, yeah. yeah me too, I'm a DI. Yeah, yeah. like a 99D, you know, <laughs> shocking. Um, and what's funny though, like I said, when I looked at my report from 15 years ago, my D was more like in the 60 to 70 range on the yeah. natural and the adapted was, you know, a little different. And now when I do it, it's like, it's off the charts, right? 99D, yeah. yeah. And my so D I have to remember that you know the rest of the world is not d of course <laughs> and learn to you know modify my behavior a little bit or adapt my style or be careful that i'm not stepping on toes yeah but i'll tell you every good di needs a really good c or an s in their world because totally i, I turn on my listing paperwork and it's a hot mess like i can go get three <laughs> listings on a day but i like, fill out the boxes and like holy crap my old assistant used to look at it. She'd be like, can you just tell me how many bedrooms were in the house? Like, you didn't even fill the box. I'm like, I know. Like, it's got to get done. But but the more time I spent trying to key something into the MLS, the more I wasn't – and I wouldn't even do it right anyway. I was a mess. I could be doing what I do best is going listing appointments. It's a funny story. I remember years ago. Um, so – my assistant came up with a phrase, which I'm sure we copied from somewhere. I'm the promise maker. They're the promise keepers, right? So I, we think as a DI that everything takes five minutes. It's like, it takes five minutes. Like, hurry up, right. get it done, right? Like, it, I don't know why it's taking you so long. So my, my C employee came in and she goes, okay, we're going to time you. And she said, she says, because I think it takes five minutes to enter a listing in the MLS. I'm like, how long does that take? I mean, it can't take that long. And she goes, okay, we're going to have you enter the next listing. So she brings in the listing and sets a timer on my desk. And she goes, okay, so we think we're doing something wrong because you said it takes five minutes. We cannot figure out how to get it done in five minutes. So sure enough, I spent like, you know, 45 minutes trying to do it and clearly didn't do it very accurate. I'm like, all right, I'll shut up now. That's <laughs> I, it I, was me, but that's a genius idea from them. Like, it okay. was. Show yeah, us, like, what are we doing wrong? On you too, they spun. Like, we might be doing it wrong. Show us, maybe is there a right way to do this? Like, we might be. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I know it was pretty brilliant. It was my 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 good friend Dallas uh, Dallas who worked for me for 14 years, and I still love her to this day. Now she lives in uh, Louisiana, but uh, it was pretty funny. I was like, I still remember that story. I'm like, clearly, you know. I don't know what it really takes to get stuff done. I know what it takes to bring in the business. I don't necessarily know. I mean, I know I could do it. We could do it, but not well, right? Right. I mean, you know, we all we all want to paint the picture of the whole doctor's office thing. And, you know, but, you know, if, if the doctor or if the surgeon I went to see to get some surgery done is doing the billing and answering the phones and all of a sudden, like, like, no, focus on what you got to, like, focus on me. <laughs> focus on me for <laughs> Like, I don't want you doing anything else. Like, you know, we think of it differently when we think about other businesses. 
And yet, when it comes to our own, we try and be this, like, all things to all people. Exactly. It's not. You need good people. Well, so as we wrap up today, tell me what is next for you. What are you doing? What are you working on? And where can people see you? You got some stuff coming up? Yeah, I mean, my schedule is kind of, you know, pretty crazily packed. Um, I'm fortunate to be spending time. I always spend time at the Inman's East Coast, West Coast. Yeah. There was, you know, an opportunity to help either work on their stage or off or some kind of a presentation for those guys. They do a fantastic job. Um, you know, I got a lot of association stuff coming up for real estate associations. I, I welcome those. Um, I spend a lot of time with some of my larger clients, my mortgage and title clients. Um, and we're really there. We just help focus on how do we help create value to the real estate audience so that I can earn your business, yeah. not just ask for it. How do I earn it? Yeah. How can I provide more than, you know, coffee and bagels that I can help you grow your business? And those are the things we try and help people do. Um, but, you know, I created multiple channels of my company to be able to help everybody from a brokerage that needs to scale, someone that's got a challenge where, um, you know, they need marketing ideas, they need to compete with the big franchise brand or vice versa. Um, so we, we have open opportunities to help people that really want to be helped. And, um, you know, I create the speaking opportunities so I can deliver the message. I want to be able, I want to give that forward thinking you know, concepts to people that have to stay ahead of the curve because no disrespect to any of them. They don't have time. Yeah. yeah. They're focused on their business. You know, what better resource to have somebody come bring it to you of like, there's my next two ideas. I'm going to evolve out of that whole hour. Those are the two things I want that's going to continue to grow my business when they don't have time to be at all the conferences, all the strategies, listening to all the other speakers, time and money. So we try and that's where I try and bring that value to them. Um, so I always awesome. welcome association. So that's where I have a lot of fun. It's what I'm passionate about. But it really comes down to how do I make more sales? Absolutely. Well, you know, I love Inman, of course. They just reached out to me to um, put my podcast on, on the Inman site. So I'm really excited about that. And uh, I've been to the San Francisco one a few times. I'd love to go to the New York one, but I'm like, I'm not going to New York in January. Yeah. <laughs> when it's freezing. Like, if they would, I keep saying, why don't you guys switch it up, you know? But put, put, uh, New York in, in August no, in San Francisco. Get the flip-flop them. Or just skip one year and put it in, like, the Caribbean somewhere. And then, oh, even better. Yeah, but, um, but there is one thing I am working on, which is kind of a neat idea. Um, I've kind of pre-announced it. It's formalizing as we speak. I'm trying to get some venues booked down quick. Is... Um, from attending the many conferences I attend, you know, no one has a perfect speaking, you know, style. No. I myself have my own set of style, my own issues, my own problems on the stage. You know, sometimes you don't see them, but, you know, getting up to speak in front of an audience of 20 people, maybe in front of your own office, or getting up in front of 2,000 people, there's a lot of people that want to prove that. So I, I made a decision consciously this year watching a lot of people on many big opportunities lose them. Because they did the, you know, come do the pre-stage thing and let me see what you're going to talk about first. And you know what? No, I'm not putting you on the stage. Like, right. lose opportunities. So I'm going to hold a mini, um, very exclusive speaker training camp. Oh. Um, coming up probably in the May area. I thought it was going to be April. It's kind of looking more Mayish. I'm going to try and hold a few a year, but I want to tweak the model first. Um, you know, very exclusive, 20 people-ish, not, tw you know, 200. And really work with people to try and help create not my style, their own style. How do you prepare for the stage? You know, what do you do when your microphone stops working? You know, where do you walk? How do you stop pacing? How do you kind of get grounded as a foundation? How do you close strong? You know, those types of things where just help tweak that. We're going to have to do a two-day event somewhere. Probably first one will be in New Jersey. 
And, no, um, no, 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 no. Beach, <clears throat> beach location. Well, you made that exercise. So, you know, East Coast, West Coast, um, people are asking for a couple different locations, but um, I got to get the first one under my belt. Um, yeah. We're almost close to committing to some space now because um, I'm trying to give, and the reason I'm having a hard time is I'm trying to give people the experience of both an on stage and off stage experience. And when you're trying to book a, a decent sized room for 20 people, no one wants to give yeah. you the big room. Exactly. So I'm trying to get a decent sized room to make sense for 20 people. Um, well, I would definitely be interested in hearing more about that. I'm doing a lot more speaking. Um, I did some last year. I spoke at the Virginia Association of Realtors in Montana and I don't remember where else, but I'm speaking okay. next week in San Diego for WCR. So that would be awesome. I'd yeah. love to learn more about that. Yeah. So those are things I want to work on as projects for me. Um, I think it's a great way to help others and it'll help me as well. So we all try, we're in the same world, you know. Well, so, Jeff, thank you so much for being on the show today. This has really been a delight. I, I knew you would not disappoint when we reached out to talk to you. And we'll have links to uh, Jeff's website and information where you can get a hold of him and talk to him more. And be sure to follow him on social media. And be sure to get out there and listen to him speak. You, so you'll be at, will you be at Inman in uh, August this year? Oh, yeah. I'll go out to Inman Sanford. I don't know if I'll be speaking, but okay. if the opportunity is there, I take it. If not, I participate in you know, the event anyway, it's, it's, it's huge. It's ridiculous value. To oh, it's so awesome. I'll be there for sure. I only live a couple hours from there, so it's, oh, it's close and convenient to me. So sure we connect. Absolutely. Well, thank you again for being on the show today. And thank you for all of those who are downloading and listening to real estate, real world. We really appreciate your subscriptions to the show. And of course we love reviews. So be sure to pop on over and give us a great review and be sure to share this with your social media. Facebook, Twitter, all those fun things. We Snapchatted during the show, so I'll be posting that. But thank you again, Jeff, for being on the show today, and I look forward to working with you more in the future. Thank you. We appreciate it. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you for joining us today on Real Estate Real World, where we talk with masters and leaders in real estate and beyond on how we can raise the bar in our industry. Please subscribe over on iTunes. And while you're there, be sure to give us a review. Your reviews encourage us and help others find our podcast. For show notes and hot topics on what's going on right now in our real estate industry, hop on over to www.realestaterealworld.com and add your name to our email. Thanks again for listening. And go out there. Be a part of the elite masterclass in raising...